Yes, yes, yes. This is your boy, DJ Roscoe Boards. And you're now tuned in to Watch the Vision Radio, episode 16, season 2. This is the live series. And today we got a special guest in the building. He's a mentor of mine. He's a frat brother of mine. He's the founder of Mosaic Management and Consulting. He's also an editor for the Gentleman's Blog, a three-time alumni of the University of Arkansas. He's also the host of the Talenton 10th podcast. We have no other than Brother Brendan Shear. What's up, Brendan? What's up, buddy? Man, welcome to the podcast, man. And just today, I wanted just to talk about the current climate of the social climate in the world today. And I think there was no other person that I needed to talk to than to you yourself. And so we're just going to sit down and listen to the mix and get into this highly, highly needed conversation today in our community. You're now tuned to Watch the Vision Radio. Let's get it. With all due respect. Yes, yes. We're now back with Watch the Vision Radio. And so, Brendan, I just want to question, like, what are the next steps we, as a culture, really as the world, should we take? Because right now we have the protests going on, and the protests are going on every day. And I salute everybody who's out there at the protests. If you have one near your city, you should attend it. But uh, what are next steps? What are like our short-term goals, long-term goals? What should we do to move this Black Lives Matter movement forward? So, great question. Um, the easy, the easy answer is that 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 question can't be answered, right? And and what I mean by that is, it's so multifaceted. Um, uh, I'll take it here first. Number one, we have to understand where the power lies in the grievances we have. A lot of times we're talking about local police, maybe state police, but we focus our energy at the federal level. Um, it's your mayor's races who, choose, in, in most respects, chooses who your chief of police is. It's all the. It's the changing of certain standards within those departments and all that. The, the feds can't necessarily make um, local police departments do anything. Um, now, under the Obama administration, you had things like consent decrees and, and the, you know, the Justice Department could come in and do reviews and, and, and take control if necessary, if there's been certain civil rights violations documented over time. But... You know, a lot of the a lot of people have said, "Well, what did Obama do?" I contend that he didn't do everything he could, but he did. Uh, he used a lot of the power he actually has uh, to go into these local areas, but it's limited. The federal government can't just take as much, yeah. uh, take control. So it, it's it, it's understanding where the power actually lies and where the change actually needs to happen so you're not channeling let's just say 80 percent of your energy and efforts and strategy uh at a level that only is going to be able to help 20 percent of the problem so then so then how do we move that forward so how do we just okay we need a mayor that's for everybody that's not racist or well one thing i've said is i i think we need to have one number First thing we need to reinvigorate uh, national organ organizations and low and their their state and local chapters. What do you uh, mean by that? Just to explain for the audience, even for me, because I don't even know. So, um, 
organizations like the NAACP uh, and, and, and organizations like it, whether it's the Urban League, whether it's other uh, community organizations, their ability to organize at a grassroots level in the 60s was the was the was critical and it wasn't mandated from the top down and right now we have very active NCAA or excuse me NAACP uh, chapters uh, but it seems that it's a little bit more disjointed and 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 it's not necessarily across the board and it never has been but I think we have to rebuild those levels of community organizing so that you can actually mobilize around a central message that is tailored to those specific communities that they're in so that's that's number one and then that way you can maintain pressure and you can also maintain pressure at the local level which actually gets you more done because they don't have national apparatuses to protect them um, some other things is we really need to institute some very uh, common sense um, reforms to local law enforcement and, and I think we need to re-examine police unions uh, I, I'm a person who sees value in unions uh, uh, but also am aware that, that they can have too much power and uh, be a bureaucratic entity in and of itself that enables bad behavior and, and is really tasked with limiting the amount of accountability as opposed to protecting workers' rights. So that, that's another element. But I think we need to look at who are we allowing to be police? What is their background? But then how do you, how do, how does one say, okay, I've seen your background, but you can never actually truly know someone, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so I'm not saying do the impossible, <laughs> right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, we all have background checks, or, or at least I've had multiple background yeah, true, checks. True, true, true. Um, I have had a character and fitness tests. I've had, uh, you know, colleges where you had to write about your, your, your upbringing. And you can verify that. I mean, a lot, you know, it's not, no one is saying ensure that someone is not bad forever, but there's certain character assessments that you can see, well, should this person be in that position of authority? So that's one element, those character and fitness uh, background checks or tests, so to speak. Another thing is like, what are the requirements educationally, academically, right? And I, I'm not a person who believes in this, the ivory tower that if you have, despite uh, my extensive education, I don't believe that it makes me better than anybody. But as someone who did go to law school, I know the strenuous nature of, of in, interpreting law and in, 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 especially in the heat of situations. And so if you can't because people forget the police are the front lines of of interpreting statutes and regular and 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 uh laws and 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 the things that we normally interface with police on and so there it's a very tough thing to interpret use of force standards and uh you know reasonableness and and color of law and all these different things that are actually instituted to either protect citizens or protect police officers it's not simple 
And so it's not simple at all. And 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 it will never be. So when I say academic tests or or requirements, I'm not saying be elitist. But what I'm saying is there there needs to be a minimum standard because what you're doing is is highly complex and it's not as simple as stopping someone and writing a ticket. That's not where these problems take place. Um, and with character and fitness and also your ability to interpret and kind of your intellectual capacity uh, is your your temperament. Um, you and I know we are friends with people who are just flat out hotheads. Yeah, just on one every day. <laughs> yeah, they're hotheads. They're great people. But when they get in a highly situation. stressed situation, mm-hmm. they don't respond very well. And we also know people who seem to be calmer when the stakes get higher and the stress uh, increases. So we know how to do certain some of these things. Um, I don't think police should investigate themselves. I think there should be inter- independent review boards. Uh, so then how do we as the community, how do we change that then? As How do we say, okay, because this is things that everybody knows that is happening. Like the police commissioner would be friends with those who, um, the judge or whatever. So mm-hmm. they won't even get in trouble or they don't, they're well, investigating their friends, um, yes. cases, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So, so higher, high ethical standards, which you see at the, in the legal profession needs to cascade down into, uh, all law enforcement. And that's not to say that policemen are all unethical. Uh, but it's just to say that I'm telling you, man, it is it is preached to us from the moment we walk in the door of a law school, the importance of high ethical standards. And it also hurts. I know those who are practicing attorneys, which I am not. Uh, it hurts to see the the legal profession looked at as low and 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 shady and all the things that that the legal community isn't at grit large i mean there's bad apples everywhere uh we hear that bad apple term all the time but there's a high ethical standard and there's a high commitment to the fabric of the constitution and rights that if you make it through the other side of that you either you you know you may ignore it but you know it and i don't even think we we try and enforce it uh at all levels of law enforcement uh so that that's important too but how do you do it i just caution the question because the how is not universal um and you mean the how as in the means to doing it everybody yeah. has a different okay yeah means to a more gentle approach may work when you have someone willing in office and actually vilifying them is counterproductive to the actual change you seek there, you may live in a community where someone is antithetical to what you're trying to do, the opposite of it. And you may need to invoke a lot more pressure and a lot more demand. So I caution myself in giving advice on that. It's just really about the people on the ground having awareness of what it's going to take and developing the ability to understand what strategy and tactical steps need to be uh, implemented to actually reach the change and relying on the wisdom of, 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 of those who have been there, but also being able to fine tune those instincts for high character so you can have people you can trust in those rooms. 
uh, because there's a level of trust that has to be there otherwise it won't be delivered so um it's really demanding kind of uniform standards we know the framework that needs to be in place and just demanding an answer on agreement or disagreement on these logical simple steps um, and if someone tells you no to what you see as logical and simple and rational, then you know where they stand. You are now tuned into Watch the Vision Radio. Yes, yes, we back here on Watch the Vision Radio. And me and my man Brendan, man, we are big sports fanatics, man. And so I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, man. I've been a New Orleans Saints fan ever since Reggie Bush. He was actually the reason I started watching football. And man, I saw the comments from my man Drew Brees, what he said about the flag and the kneeling and all that. I also saw his apologies. He sent two apologies and he responded to Donald Trump. So I just want to know, Brandon, what were your reactions? First, what were what are your thoughts when you saw Drew Brees' comments, knowing that he is from New Orleans, he's been there for over 10 years. He should know better, especially with the climate, what's going on in the world today. So I just want to know, like, what are your thoughts? On what he said first and then your thoughts on his apology air quotes yeah um so first we should know better not to assume that he should know better that's, that's number, true that's, that's number true. uh that's number one i mean we give certain people too much credit he's uh, from new orleans brandon come uh, on yeah well <laughs> if you think everybody in new orleans understands but i i guess i guess i guess yeah true yeah, yeah, that doesn't guarantee anything. <laughs> um, but it was revealing. I was, I was actually happy to to see what he said because it was revealing. Uh, it reveals that like everybody doesn't put energy in on in towards understanding. Like a lot of people just take messaging and they just parrot it. They just they just repeat it they haven't thought about it critically at all it's it, it's no different than this morning ben carson saying what he said about uh you know if athletes just said they loved america and loved the flag but and then filled in their grievances uh then there wouldn't be an issue and it's like dude that's what they've done but if you've been told that they're they haven't or they or you what you watch hasn't shown that they've specifically said what their actual grievances is and that the very kneeling was in consultation with military uh, uh, or service members as what is the happy medium uh, to do this versus sitting on the bench in the back like he did initially, you would know that there, that it wasn't meant to uh, to disrespect anyone. But if you don't want to hear it, then you're not gonna hear it. And, and what it revealed to me is how, in the midst of all that in the NFL, um, how much, how deeply consistent, though erroneous messages can just be sucked into the mind of those who don't care and just spit back out uh, in an amplified manner. And that's what he did all these years later. In the midst of all this, he just parroted what was said in the beginning and it just showed how little thought he had been he put on the whole issue and how macho it is i mean it's it's a race to see who's the most patriotic hmm. uh and you know there's a lot of people who feel like they have a 
a monopoly on patriotism and and so <laughs> when Breeze said it I was like this will be good this will be good to show how ignorant a lot of people are and everybody and, who uh, with you say they with you ain't with you they ain't with you and and then you know people start talking about cancel culture look if you were saying people have a right to an opinion which Drew Brees does mm -hmm. and others do true just because people don't lay silent when that opinion is put out there doesn't mean that they're trying to stop your free speech they're just answering your speech with speech of their own and they disagree it doesn't mean you can't have an opinion they just don't agree with yours and their opinion <laughs> is your opinion sucks so that's their opinion just like you stated yours it's not a you know it's not a curtailing of the first amendment it's the beauty of it to be honest with you uh, so that's my thoughts on breeze um I don't I don't give people too much credit, man. I... <laughs> so so three years later, man, I seen I just watched last night. You know, our frat brother, shout out to Colin Kaepernick, man. He's been mm -hmm. trashed for the past three, almost four years for mm -hmm. taking his initial knee. Yep. And I just watched last night the commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> he said um he'd never mentioned his name in the whole the whole speech or whatever that he gave but he did mention that they were wrong for not listening to their african-american athletes and that black lives does matter Which, but yeah i mean so what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on the whole situation it doesn't matter doesn't matter why me. do why don't you think it matters did he just do no that to i said say it face? doesn't matter to me it okay. matters they do it. they did it it does matter uh but it doesn't matter to me but why I mean, but why not though i think that's because because it well it's not counterproductive i put it that way i wouldn't put powerful behind it because you know we've been using this analogy a lot with uh certain current elected officials if you're an arsonist and you burn a you burn a building you reset a building on fire you don't get credit because after that you go grab a water hose <laughs> you, true, true true so you know you turned, you participated in the amplification of misinformation against Colin Kaepernick for years. You're one of the biggest sports leagues in the entire world, the biggest one in the entire United States of America. Mm -hmm. And there's a large group of your people who believe the misinformation about what uh, Colin Kaepernick was doing. And so cutting a video in your basement to say that you made a mistake and that black lives do matter as if we need to be told that anyway uh just because the climate right now makes it safe to do it see the climate is safe it's 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 uh it's in vogue to support black people right, right now. now and i don't want that to stop but you don't get credit for now that you have the cover to be black positive that I'm going to label what you're doing as powerful or something that's thought provoking or or I'm not going to give you too much credit because the only reason why you feel the 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 only reason why you've come out and did that is because you see that the climate is, is it's secure it's secure and and you couldn't you couldn't let what symbolically I mean the symbolism of George Floyd dying with a knee on his neck 
and all of these people all around the country saying enough is enough and how young those people are which means they're going to be your future fans for the next 20 30 years you couldn't you couldn't sit back and have be silent on it and so yeah i mean kudos better late than never but never late is better um so whatever so okay so now we're just gonna stay on sports in general and i see so a lot of our top athletes just a lot of top black athletes they go to more of the powerful schools and you know to each his own they go to basketball wise they go to the dukes and the kentuckys and yeah. the gonzagas and stuff like that footballs they go to the yeah. alabamas and so forth and so forth so why haven't we really seen just a more support from those who are in higher power that recruit so much of our young black men to these institutions and then side question from that do you think it will be an important shift into now trying to recruit these athletes to hbcu schools i see in the mikey williams i don't know if you know him the number one yeah. kid yeah he's pretty big on youtube he said he's thinking about going hbcu but he'll probably let's go to the be NBA. clear he's not going to college <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say he's probably yeah. going to the nba yeah, but yeah. how do you think league. the impact on that will affect the culture as well well there, there's a couple of things so the first question was about kind of the lack of forceful um stances by um schools and coaches at those schools they're scared they don't know they don't know they don't know how this stuff is going to play out but how do you be so then how do you be i'm not excusing it but that's why i mean you want to know why why have you, that's why they're, they're, they're worried about the reaction and a lot of them aren't professional pr people i mean look at double sweeney right oh, now yeah, he's, he's he's he can't everything he says right now is wrong rightfully i mean and now uh, players or former players are coming back and trying to hold you accountable make sure you're not lying you see mike norvell down in florida state saying he talked to every player individually lying, lying. like there are people who are scared they don't <laughs> because right now folks are like we ain't taking none of this bs anymore <laughs> they're they canceling people yeah after, like right? look, we look we know you this has been a you you know certain people have been charlatans for a while but we just didn't care no right now we are laser focused on purging that that gene in ourselves that mm -hmm. says ah just let it go i mean they don't know any better no we're gonna we're gonna make sure you learn now yeah you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna learn today um so so that's 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 on that and i would i would hope that um more coaches speak out but those john cheney's in basketball those john cheney's nolan richardson's uh big john thompson's they're not we don't have those right now in college sports there's no giants of black coaching uh like that uh, like you saw in the 80s and, and 90s uh, where Coach Richardson, I mean, who I know personally, uh, I mean, he was going to say whatever he wanted to say. I mean, you can fire me. That's what got him out of here. Yeah, you can fire me or not. I mean, I'm going to live what do you believe with, with what I believe in. And John Thompson and John Cheney for certain were the same way. They weren't taking mess off of anybody. Uh, so those people aren't necessarily there right now, but it, it is tough. Uh, I do know some have said 
uh, said things. I know uh, Steve Prome at uh, Iowa State uh, was was a GA at uh, Alabama, coached at Murray State in Kentucky. He said something early. One of the uh, the earlier uh, college coaches that that said something, and then you saw. I'm not saying that he started the response uh, engine, but you saw people. You know, it takes the first ones to say something for certain people to feel comfortable in, mm-hmm. and hopefully they're they're more um, they're more forceful in it because we know college athletics is not as diverse as it needs to be, and quite frankly, man, if I can find my race in the law, legal research and writing paper, it was on the Ed O'Bannon case and kind of the uh, the makeup of college sports both at the um, administration level and at the coaching level and, and the disparities and the, the pathetic nature of it i need to pull that out and, and, and post it online but um as it relates to hbcus i mean i'm okay with uh with the, the threat i like uh what he's uh he's done i don't think he's going to an hbcu it wouldn't be the worst thing if he did but um it's good because you get a lot of Division One schools who are who would be who are worried that not only are people going to start going to in basketball, for instance, going to the MBDL immediately. What if those who are only going to play one year anyway starts going to HBCUs, and then the 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 Division One schools are left not getting top talent and getting mid tier talent. And they're worried about it. And so I think a lot of uh, people who are coming out and saying the things they're saying, like a Calipari or something, they're worried about the model changing. And what happens if people do start going to MBDL or HBCUs? Okay, well, we need to make sure that we make it very clear that we're going to work towards equality, both in, in athletic departments and at schools and use our power. And hopefully they do. So if anything, I think it's a good threat to the established order to make them, to hold them accountable and not allow lip service to carry the day like it lip normally service. does. Carries the day, man. Man, this, this has been a good conversation, man. I didn't even want to go, man. But thank you for having me today, man, Brendan, man. It's been my pleasure just to be in your presence, man. So just tell oh, the man, people. don't boost like that. Just now, tell man. the people where they can just find you, man, where yeah. they can find you. Man, go to bshare.com. Now I have... Uh, the link to Spotify and Apple uh, podcast uh, right there on the home page. Uh, but if you want to search, you can go to Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and, and search the Talented Tenth Podcast and uh, and subscribe. There's, there's, I just have conversations, man. I, I don't try and be provocative. I just speak my mind, and you know we have various seasons, and I, I try and let people know my value set and my experiences, and bring my friendships and views on topics to to the people in a very uh um in a very calm and thoughtful way and it's run and cut people <laughs> <laughs> now yeah i'm not pulling punches on there but um i think you would enjoy it i, I invite you to listen all right man do you got an instagram or anything they can check you out with? yeah be share b-s-h-e-r-r-e-r just be share um uh, yeah. Uh, gentleman's blog on Facebook. Just find me. Yeah, man, find me, man. And shouts out, Shanks Hope, man. This has been your boy DJ Roscoe Bowens in the live series at Watch Division Radio. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you.